Because I'm like, I've got three kids. What have I not... It sounds weird, doesn't it? But what have I not been hearing? What have I not been hearing properly? Yeah, you started hearing them talking behind your back. Well, exactly. <laughs> I can hear the, it's the, yeah, I hear that now. But no, it, 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 I... Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete. And I'm Mitch. And on today's show, do you know what? I'm really excited because... Really excited. (laughs) People say that we are the go-to place for surf information, right? (laughs) Who says that? Well, I just said it there, so now there's a record of people having said it. Right, okay. (laughs) With no no justification at all. But... We're actually going to bring an informative piece in this episode. Uh, it's a company I've been involved with for a while. I've been an advocate of for the reasoning and for your safety, the listeners, this yeah. is one to check out. So who yeah. are we chatting to, Pete? We are chatting to the guys and gals from Surf Mold Pro. Surf and Mold Pro. Surf Mold Pro. And I have now used them. And I've got to say, they're bloody fantastic <laughs> absolutely are, fantastic right. um I, I don't want to say too much right I, I think we'll go into this episode and mm. hear what they have to say and then we'll come back and yeah. give you our thoughts on it afterwards and what we think and what we found by using them i think that's a fair way of doing it because i'm i'm, I'm cautious that i might sound like the hard salesman yeah. you know when when i've always advocated that's not the yeah, case yeah. going back to the point something i genuinely love believe in and think it's fantastic so check this one out and uh let us know your thoughts at the end where we'll share ours yeah here we go yeah so we're recording so if either one of you wants to start and tell us a bit about who you all are and uh what we're doing here okay hi my name's gavin um i'm with surf mole pro so um our main role is to make custom fitted surf plugs and they are moulded so they are custom fitted for the individual and um, with the intention of preventing any uh, water cold water air going in the in the ear and preventing surfers ear and you know before we get into the importance of that i like how reluctant you were to come in in the first place but we gave both of you the option to answer and you were straight in yeah. to jump on that there that <laughs> intro <laughs> if judy tells me to answer the questions i will answer the questions the secret showman <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> so yeah and you are the yeah so i'm julie i'm an audiologist um and i just look in people's ears yeah look in people's <laughs> ears um try and um, make people aware about surfers ear and try and encourage them to protect their ears so yeah looking people's ears is, is a little bit of a sort of understatement of what you do isn't it because <laughs> what you've just done a minute ago is we'll overlay the video on this as we're talking about it as well is like looking our ears make molds of our ears yeah and yeah what's the whole process through that then you, you sort of explain that bit of the process of of take like what you do first of all onto someone's ear. Okay, what with the impression? Yeah, from, yes. from the start of in looking okay. in and so what when you can somebody see. comes in, we'll first of all ask them if they've got any problems with their ears, um, and then I'll have a look in, um, show them their ears with some video otoscopy, so a little camera, so they can see any changes that are happening. Um, and then we might talk a little bit about what causes surface ear, what they can do to prevent it. Um, and then if they want plugs, then we go on and take an impression. And that involves just putting a little stopper in the ear to protect the ear. Yeah. Um, and then some soft impression material, which takes about five minutes to set. And job done, really. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess this would be an important point to maybe explain what surfers ear actually is for anyone yeah. who might not be aware of it. And I think maybe knowledge is power in this instance, because you must get a lot of people coming in maybe younger age as well who have got onset of surfers ear without realizing they have it yeah absolutely so um some people come in and they're symptom free and um they've already got quite advanced surfers ear um and some people come in that you know they've only just been surfing for a couple of years but they just want to prevent anything from happening okay um so surfers ear is caused by temperature change um so if you're going in water or 
cold temperatures below 19 degrees, so yeah. all of all of the year really in the UK. Um, what happens is the um, the temperature flashing in and out of the ear canal can send a rush to the blood vessels in the final two thirds of the ear canal, the bony part. Okay. And it encourages the bone to start growing inwards. So eventually, the bone can completely occlude the ear canal. Right. And that's going to cause problems along the way with things like infection, water trapping, and eventually hearing loss as well. Okay. And the treatment for surfers here, from my understanding, isn't pleasant. No. So the only treatment when it's at advanced stages is surgery. Okay. Um, so that would that would mean um, quite an invasive operation under right. general anaesthetic. Okay. And it would be um, removing the bone with either a drill or a small chisel. I mean, I'm, I'm wincing. Yeah. <laughs> Even at the thought. And I was just going to say, and the guy sitting next to you. Hello. <laughs> what's your name, sir? My name is Carl. Um... So I met this young lady because I've actually had the Surf Mode Pro, uh, what do they call it, impressions done, and some amazing plugs. I'm a massive advocate of this product because it helps me massively in my career, which is obviously I'm, an, I'm a primary school teacher, but I run something called Beach School and Community Classrooms. I'm a complete and utter philosophile, which is a lover of the beach. Yeah. So I'm always in the ocean, always outdoors. But um, this particular product... The reason what drew me here, first of all, was actually just the checkup with Julie, first of all. I didn't realise the extent of how bad, how severely bad my ears were until she did the camera. Yeah. So that first initial, what do you call the camera? Uh, otoscopy. Otos- was it again? What's it called? <laughs> Video otoscopy. Video otoscopy. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, I thought that was a really good word. Sounds very professional. <laughs> good, yeah. isn't it? it just sounds like, that's why I came here. She knows what she's talking about. Obviously. You haven't got to put a funny voice on when you say the word. You do. Like, you know. Video otoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, when I saw, when I sat there and she shoved the camera, oh, sorry, shoved, <laughs> gently put the camera in my ear. Precision. Precision. It, it was a bit of a shock because I've had, you know, I'm 47 now and I've had it really, it's got really bad over my 30s and I've been to see GPs you know with, you get you get the ear infections you get nose infections what's trapped behind your ear and you don't know actually what's going on and I've always had medications and stuff like that but to come and sit with Julie and she looked in my ear and you see it in front of you on the screen and you kind of go what's that and then she goes well that would have been an ear canal yeah. but there's nothing there there's just this blubber growth that just looks like two big fat lips kissing each other Instead of an ear canal, you kind of go, really? And you suddenly realise how bad it is. And if it wasn't for Julie, I think, with those pictures, when I went to my GP, they were the ones that said, look, it's time for the operation. You're going to lose your hearing. You're going to... That's it. Do you know what? I was actually... Because you brought the pictures up a minute ago. I was... We'll overlay them now to see what it was like. But it was... I was shocked to see. I didn't... Because it's one of those things you hear about it, but until you actually see those pictures, you're like, whoa. Because... Well, the difference in before and afterwards mm. is... Uh, well, we're not audiologists per se, <laughs> but, and I wouldn't know what, you know what an ear canal picture would look like, but actually having seen both your ears and the difference on both sides, it's clear as day. I don't know what's going on, but they're very different, and it's massively different. You, and also, there might be people listening to this going, well, you must have known, being a surfer, you must have heard of surfers ear, you must have known it was going to happen. Yeah, I did. Mm. I never knew it was going to happen to that extent. And you, you feel silly, really. You know, for years, I've, I've, by the way, I have used every product from the most stupidest things you can think of. I've used Blue Tag in the early days. I mean, I've never done that. No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't, ple- right, warning, do not, I do not advocate using Blue Tag in your ears, obviously. But back in the day, before there were anything like earplugs, you knew there was something going on. Mm. When you were a young surfer, when you, were, you couldn't get water out, you'd have earache, so you'd just try and protect it whatever you could find. Blue tack. And then you started having these products coming out, and it, they were testing us. They were just testing us, our surfers. They yeah. were shoving <laughs> anything in our ears. <laughs> I remember losing one in my ear once. It was hilarious. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I, like, I can't get it out. Maybe that's why it's closed. That's yeah, what it is. Probably that's what it is. But um, to get to a point where you suddenly realize, oh, that's what's happened and I'm going to go deaf. In my job, being a teacher, I have to communicate with children. I have to listen to them and talk back to me and talk back to me. I don't just, I'm not just a primary school teacher. I should have said, I actually run my own company as well. I run an out, outdoor activity club as well and, and sessions over the summer holidays. I'm constantly outdoors, you know, from first light till it's dark. So 
all I can say is, please, if you are a person that even likes going for long walks all the time in the cold, you, your ears, you've got to protect your ears. It, it, it's a, it's a, a given thing to us, our hearing. It's, it's a beautiful thing. You don't want to lose it if you've got it. You've got to start looking after your ears. And down here, with the children that I know, we're, we're, we're huge in surf life-saving down here in surfing. You know, it's the capital of surfing down here in Cornwall, especially in Newquay, with surf life-saving clubs, surf clubs. The message has to go out to the youngsters that please protect your ears. No matter what you're putting in your ear, please protect it. Do it professionally, do it properly. But the reason I chose these was because of the amazing device she's stuck in it where I can hear. Yeah. yeah. So these surf plugs don't just protect my ears, not like other surf plugs, which would do the same thing. You shove them in your ear, they stop water going in, wind going in, cold going in. But these ones, it does all of that, but I can hear, yeah. which for me in my career is massive. Absolutely. And everyone needs to know that if you're a surf coach, an activity instructor, a teacher, or you just want to keep looking after your ears, protect them, keep them dry, keep them warm, Oh, and still be able to hear. I don't understand why you wouldn't want these ones. Well, there's a safety <laughs> element goes with that. Exactly. As well, isn't it? For, for, your, for your own job specifically, yeah. if you can't hear Absolutely. kids or whatever it is, there's a safe, massive safety Absolutely. implication to go with that, right? Uh, we uh, Obviously, I'm part of also something called Holywell Bay Surf Life Saving Club. Am I allowed to say that? Holy Bull Bay yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> best, best surf club in the world. I have to um, stick up other, for Steve. I have other to, surf clubs are available. Other surf clubs are available. I have, I have to stick up for Steve Boyd to say poor free thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even speak. <laughs> <laughs> but now we have, we have, you know, on a, on a Saturday, on a Wednesday, hundreds of kids on Holy World during the summer months training them surf life saving techniques. And you've got to keep them safe. You know, we're about to take someone's most precious possession of their child for two or three hours and we are taking them in the ocean, which is unpredictable. I don't care how good you are, yep. a lifeguard. And we have to make sure we keep them safe. Doing that with earplugs in is okay, but you have to keep taking them out, putting them back in, taking them out, putting them back in because you're conversing with the child, keeping them safe. But having an earplug where you can hear mm. when you're doing the signals, signs, the whistles, the safety whistles, et cetera, et cetera, is just brilliant. That and that should be everywhere. That should be across the board. If you are working with coaching children outdoors, you're in the ocean or by the sea, uh, and you need to protect your ears, you need to hear as well. Absolutely. Simple as that. That's you should get this guy to do your adverts. I mean, the I reason I'm so passionate about yeah. them is because it's 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 changed for me. It's changed yeah. lots of things for me. No, I know, from talking yeah. to you before. I mean. You know, I could tell, like, you're just like, well, I can just hear yeah. now out of my, like, after, obviously, the operation. Well, you can but, hear, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it is, it, yeah. it is scary. I mean, I'm waffling, because I, I get excited. I'm, I apologise to you. Um, but when I first, when I first had that first stop, like, you you saw the pitch, so bad it was. I had the first stop, and it's it's a two-week process of healing, and you have the first three days, you look ridiculous, like Mr. Bump. You have this massive bandage around both ears. Yeah. You can't hear a thing. And they give you, you still do look a little bit like Mr. Bum. All right. <laughs> it's rude, no. It's just getting personal, eh? But no, it is, it's weird, though, because they give you morphine to take home, because I'm not lying to you, it's going to hurt. It does hurt the first three days. That's it's what I was going to ask. extremely how, how painful. Can you explain yeah, what happened I mean, in the um, operation that you have to have? It's pretty, pretty full on. I didn't realise how full on it was. You know when you, people go, oh, he's having an ear up? I'd be right. It's, it's, I've, when I saw the pictures, I went, you're taking my ear off? Yes, so I'm going to do the voice now. So yes, uh, we're going to uh, cut behind your ear, pull your ear completely off, take a drill, drill a new canal, pin the skin back, stitch the skin back, and if you look after it, hopefully it's all going to be fine. Now luckily, I've done exactly what those doctors have told me to do. Yeah. Use the earplugs religiously. I even use the earplugs in the gym. I told you this. This is disgusting, but when I go to the gym, I sweat a lot. And even the sweat, used to go in my ears before the op and it would block I wouldn't yeah. be able to hear so I don't want anything happening to my ears though so I even wear them in the gym and I can yeah. still hear other gym users but the operation itself it's a whole day up you go in first thing and they do say to you look it's a long operation and after the operation even simple things like you'll have to do breathing techniques because your lungs have not been fully inflating and deflating so afterwards for a few days you've got to do these special Big deep breathing exercises. You're like flipping it. This is pretty full on. Yeah. Um, when I <laughs> when I came out, I remember just 
telling all the nurses I loved them because I was just, I was out of it. It was morphine everywhere, which was hilarious. When that started wearing off, though, and they warned me, it hurt. Yeah. I mean, I know ladies have given birth, so I apologize, Julian. I should not moan as a bloke, but it did. I mean, I hate earache, but this is like a hot poker in your ear kind of styly, you know? So something you'd advocate avoiding Uh, if you could. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, And that's the thing. It's not pleasant. It is not pleasant. I'm not going to lie. However, what a fantastic job that hospital did and that surgeon did for me. Mm. Yeah. Because two weeks later when the bandages were off and the packing comes out, I, I, I remember just my eyes were squinting because I could hear everything. I could hear them rustling with the things on the table. I could hear people in the background. And I just, I felt like crying a little bit. It sounds a bit cheesy yeah. and cliche. No. Because I'm like, I've got three kids. What have I not, it sounds weird, doesn't it? But what have I not been hearing? What have I not been hearing properly? Yeah, you started hearing them talking behind your back. Well, exactly. <laughs> I can hear the, it's the, yeah, I hear that now. But no, it, 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 I, I didn't want to get to that stage. But to have to get to that stage, it's because you're not looking after your ears properly. But what I will say is, if you are going to look after your ears properly, we'll use proper products. That, yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. There's lots out there. Yes, make sure you're using proper products. I'm just a big advocate of this one because of that valve. It's, yeah. it's changed a lot for me. Yeah. So with that, is, could you get surfers ear where it's inoperable, where it goes too far and you can't do anything about it? Not that I know of, no. I no. haven't heard them refusing an operation on the extent of the exostoses. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they need to do lots of checks as you're going to general anaesthetic. So, you know, if you had an underlying heart condition or something, then, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you, sorry, you're also saying that they're on about, it's, uh, they might be changing it to a lifestyle choice. So once you've had it... So they are going a little bit more that way. So um, historically, they would um, provide microsuction to people with surface ear regular microsuction yeah because when you've got those lumps in your ear it disrupts the natural migration of wax so often surface with surface ear can get blocked ears just with wax um not coming out naturally um but they've stopped a lot of that now um because they're saying it is a lifestyle choice yeah so that that would be you could have the operation once Quite possibly. And then if you had to have another one again because you didn't look after your ears after after the first time, you'd be paying for it yourself. Mm. Possibly, yeah. And I know yeah. uh, ages ago, I spoke to the guy who made surf ears as well, and I think he, they had to, he had to pay for that himself, and it was a very expensive operation, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. So, on that, what is the difference then between something like using your product and say i know a there's genetic. multiple yeah i'll name anyone but there's multiple other ones yeah so um claire and i who are both audiologists and um we would advocate wearing a plug so you know children you know just get them wearing plugs get them protecting their ears get them into the habit of wearing a plug yeah um because you know anything is better than nothing it's going to give you a certain level of protection um yeah, so it's just keep your ears warm. And we are just seeing younger and younger people now, um, you know, teenagers with the onset of surfers ear, people in their 20s coming in and needing the operation. So, yeah, just just look after your ears, keep Definitely. them warm. And I, I just wanted to come back to something because you, you kind yeah. of picked up on it already and you, you, you've mentioned it, but I think the expression surfers ear yeah, is maybe a little bit misleading. Say, but, yeah. you know, it's a bit like you know, people make up a sport and a body part, like, you absolutely. know, tennis elbow and Formula One driver's knee and whatever else. But actually, it's not just for surfers, no. is it? Anybody that's a water user or is outdoors like yourself, and it's the wind, isn't it? It's the wind progression or constant wind. I, I actually, sorry, interject, I actually think this should be pushed out towards anybody who's thinking about going into outdoor instruction. Uh, you know, I, I I personally have worked in several colleges and lots of activity centres where we're seeing hundreds of youngsters who are deciding that their career path is going to be working in the outdoors, whether that's canoeist, uh, canoeing, sorry, or sailing, or climbing, or coast steering, or surfing. But if you're outdoors in your job, and you know you said about lifestyle, this isn't the lifestyle. Yeah. This is a career now. Yeah. So if your career is you are outside, where you will be involved in the elements all the time, and your ears going, oh no, it's getting cold. I can feel something getting in. I've got to protect myself. I'm going to grow over. You need to be looked after almost by the company as well that is yeah. is employing yeah, you. Yeah, so yeah. I believe 
that these companies or colleges should actually be pushing this towards these youngsters and helping them get these earplugs before they even get to a stage where they have to have the operation. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with you. It's not just like surface. I tell I will just really quickly. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. The surgeon, when he said to me, he said, Carl, so they call it surface ear, Carl. He said, do you surf? And I said, yeah, I, yeah, I do. So I was, I've just said all that and I'm just saying this now, but it wasn't just surfing, obviously. I said, yeah, I do surf. He went, where'd you surf? I said, normally the North Coast. He went, aha, that's why your left ear is worse than your right ear. And I went, what? And he went, yes, think about it. If you're sat maybe Tawan, Tolkien, uh, Great Western, Little Fistral, Fistral, prevailing winds always mm. come from a specific, he says, it's always the left ear. And I thought that was really interesting. Just yeah. thought I'd throw that in. No, but you know what? You say yeah. that. It's funny because I, I was aware of it when I surfed today, actually. And I know I do this anyway. I also do it when I play pool. But when I'm surfing, I don't sit and face out. I sit yeah. and my board points at my closest enemy. Meaning enemy, meaning the, ne- the person that can take my wave. And I don't know, I don't do it on purpose, but I will sit and even though the waves are that way, I will sit and face that way. I'm not looking at them because I'm but still looking at the wave. Yeah. And I do that. So I would go the other way around under your reasoning. <laughs> and um, I've been, uh, you know, I've been an ambassador for you guys for about two years, I think. And like yourself, I've not had surfers here, but I had an ear infection from surfing when I was guilty of assuming that in the summer I didn't have to wear earplugs so I just had an ear infection but actually it was one of the worst experiences of my life I think it was on one side and I was just walking in circles for the week it was awful so then you know I I had used like yourself most a lot of generic plugs which like you said they work they do a job they they stop most water getting in but they're not custom fitting and so I've now been using surf mo pros for for two years and I never ever get in the water in fact you the first time we surfed together this week I had them in and you you were surprised that knowing I had my plugs in yeah. because you filmed me putting my plugs in the, the ability to me to me to hear the yeah. conversation in the water yeah because I've worn a lot of different plugs before and I always do that thing I'm sat out there someone talks to me and I'm like what and then you know what and then take them out and after the fourth time they've talked to me I'm just like oh just take them out and they, they just end up staying out because I can't hear what people are saying. And, then, and you get you, well, you can hear them, but it's like that sort of like, mm. like you know, like you just like you've got a blockage in your ear or something like that. But I've noticed that speaking to people in the water when they're not wearing plugs and they do have a surface ear problem and they're shouting, they can't hear you because yep, they've got the surface ear. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I, it, it was interesting talking about how much people know and about surface ear, but. When we first started getting involved in it, and I'm out giving some leaflets and speaking to people, I was shocked about how many people had never heard of it. Right. Surfers out, so I've never really heard of that. I said, really? You know what? I I was guilty of that as well. I'd had probably over, I'd say over 10 years surfing before I'd even heard of it. And I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's... I think you're starting to see things in more surf shops and stuff like that now, but I think that's, you know, part of it. You'd, you'd go to a surf shop, buy your board, buy your wetsuit, buy your wax. Nothing else to buy in now, right? Buy, you know, that's it. it, is, it Knowledge I think, is power. Yeah, think. I think that that's something that should be in surf shops as well. Like, if you've got a surf shop, you should have something about surfers here, isn't Well, there? it's almost a responsibility, and it's something that took me by surprise again when I came on board with you guys when I'd done my own research into surfers here because I was aware of it didn't really know what it meant and going back to the I only need them in the winter the 19 degrees blew me so it blew me away um, <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> but um, you know 19 degrees our water never gets I don't know what you guys down here but I'm going to say you never get close to 19 degrees no. down here so there's no time in the UK surfing ever where you should be in the water without something in your, in your ear. Is that fair to say? Yeah, and I think it is a misconception. People think it's got to be really cold. And they think, oh, I'm all right in the summer. Yeah. And, well, actually, in the summer, most of the time, it's not that warm. You yeah. know, now's not too bad. You know, yeah. you know, September, October is, you're talking the warmer month. You know, people going in and a beautiful hot summer's, you know, day in May. Yeah. And the water's pretty cold, yeah. you know, but it's always below 19 but going back to the knowledge um there's different levels of it as i said some people have never heard of surfers ear a lot of them some have heard of it it's almost a bit like oh yeah i've heard of it and because they're not getting any symptoms 
they don't see it as an issue. But you won't get the symptoms until you're really getting close to that, you know, in the 90% occlusion. um, So it's about spreading that word, isn't it? I think we're seeing more of that now, actually, in Cornwall. It's more people coming in um, to prevent, you know, so they perhaps might have been surfing for two or three years and they've seen more people wearing plugs. So they're, they're, you know, looking to protect their ears rather than... um, What's it before the horse is bolted? Or I can't remember the phrase, but yeah. yeah, I, um, yeah, yeah so that's really late, yeah. positive that we're seeing more people now because more people are wearing plugs, especially like you know the Nuki area and mm. Penzance where Claire is. You know, it's the words getting out there, like the education's getting yeah, out there, yeah. and it is as an audiologist so upsetting to get a young twenty-five-year-old come in, um, you know, perhaps saying I've started having a bit of water trapping. You look in their ears, and they're ninety ninety five percent occluded, and they had no idea. Right. So, you know that that's not a very nice part of our job, really. No. So, in in that, when you're saying like nineteen to ninety five, a lot of people are going to go, "What does that mean?" Okay. So, um, is there a point where you think you'd you'd start to notice it yourself, or would it be that late? It would be that late, unfortunately. So, it's usually not until the bones start meeting that you get problems. So, that water trapping and then recurrent infection. So even if you're not wearing plugs, it's really important to have your ears checked perhaps every two years just yeah. to see if mm-hmm. there's any changes happening Yeah. Um, if you're not going to wear plugs. Okay. And, and something interesting today, I actually <laughs> I left my plugs back up where we are staying and um, I never, ever get in the water without them. I've done it once and I forgot it and, and it felt awful. But So today I bought a set of other generic earplugs and I, I, I won't slate other earplugs. Like you say, they, they do a job. Um, but having gone in and spent a day surfing with a, a, an ear push plug, the whole time, one, I couldn't hear anything. Maybe it's me making yeah, an excuse right, yeah. that I felt like I was unbalanced on every wave, but I did feel that difference. But also, even now, my ears feel sore because yeah. they've just been pushed in as well as I can push them in, as opposed to a plug that is molded specifically for my ear hole and fits perfectly and stays in there without anything else. Absolutely. So that's why um, the plug was designed, really. So Claire, myself and our colleague Tom, who we were all working at Trillis Hospital together, mm-hmm. um, Tom moved to the area and was a little bit horrified of what was going on with people's ears in Cornwall. Because obviously when we see them, it's, it's at the hospital, yeah. it's at advanced stages. So he did a bit of research why people weren't wearing plugs and a big thing was comfort. Okay, and, the, yeah. and the next thing was um, hearing. Yeah. But in terms of comfort-wise, so our plugs are made from a really soft clinical-grade silicon. So it's the same that we'd use for a high-powered hearing aid with the idea that they have to be worn all day. But also as well with a high-powered hearing aid, you need to get a very good seal on the ear. Okay. Otherwise, the sound escapes and feeds back onto the hearing aid. So it works really well for surfing as well. Yeah. And the, cha- the hearing channel, that yeah. actually, so it's literally a pinhole that pushes all the way down as far as the the length of the the yeah. plug yeah so actually it's channeling hearing into your ear exactly so it's it's everybody's ear shapes different and they bend differently so when we take the impression um we go a little bit deeper and then the manufacturer can see which way the ear canal's bending so they can feed the sound down to the eardrum rather than it feeling against the sides of the canal okay and the, pro- the process, so obviously you guys are based in Yuki and Penzance. If someone's listening to this in Aberdeen, how, if they wanted to get Surf Mole Pro, how do they go about yep, getting so that they, done? They get in touch with us and um, we can send them information of how to get plugs in their area. Um, it would always involve seeing an audiologist, um, which means that you get your ear checked for all sorts of things, not yeah. just surfers' ear. Um, and yeah, and then so they would do the impressions and we can process it from there. Okay, that seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, and then what sort of what sort of cost do they come in at for, um, you know, like people are looking out there. I had someone the other day saying, oh, I'd really love to get some like specially fitted ones, but I don't know if I could afford them. And then like you said, even the like generic ones, there's not a lot of difference in price. No, so our plugs start, we do do a plug without a filter, which again is custom made. Um, so it involves taking the impression. It's still going to give you that same level of protection. Um, and they start £79. And then the, the Surf More Pro with the filter, that's £129. Which is almost double a generic plug. But if you were to lose a generic plug, which I've definitely done several times in the past... 
half of what you're paying for is getting the impression done. You retain the file, don't you? Yeah, so, so re- the plugs are going to last a good eight to ten years if you look after them. Um, the pinner, the, the ear slowly grows over time. So what you probably notice after that time is they're getting a little bit loose. Um, but if you lost a plug between you know in that period then all of our impressions are 3d scanned which means you don't need to come back and have the impression taken again you can just give us a bell and we'll order one for you, so you so it's sorry eight years is so in my head i'm like six months when yeah. they change them here so actually about eight years is what would any amount of change it's only the youngsters that need to uh change yeah. there. Is that regular? okay yeah. right i don't think you quite qualify as that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not very nice is it? <laughs> It's true. <laughs> so that that is a concern for parents with their children. You know, mm. the, the children are growing, yeah, and their ear canal is going to is going to grow. Okay, um, but if they're in the water all that time, so they are cheaper for children. Yeah, okay. so we discount for children. Um, so uh, yeah, children's plugs start from sixty four pounds, and then the one with the filter is ninety nine pounds, I believe. Brilliant. And yeah. In terms of um, we spoke about before, knowledge is power, and and getting the message out there. I believe you guys do roadshows and talk about it. Yeah, we um, we do. And we do go to lots of different places in the southwest. So um, my colleague Claire is regularly up the wave in Bristol. Um, we cover clinics in North Devon. Um, we've been to Bournemouth a couple of times, haven't we? Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I know you British Surfing Museum you go to a lot, isn't it? In yeah, we do. North Devon, yeah. And even South, South Wales, so down at the Gower. Yeah. Uh, Claire goes there a few times a year as well. So if there's any any surf clubs, swim clubs, etc., that you know massively immersed in that, listening, that might be interested, would you be willing to do a travel and talk for them if it's yeah, you know, if it works viable, in there, viable, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. even if it's not viable, even not for us traveling, if there's a large number in one area, then contact us and we can work with a local audiologist mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Um, but rather than just you know just people one-off contacting us but if there's a whole group i think it'll mm. probably work better with a specific audiologist okay. in, the, in their area so we've got a great audiologist that we work with in ireland um yeah and um, we you know we, what we were we're looking for other audiologists so if there yeah. is any audiologists out there that are like hospital trained and can recognize certain pathologies and yeah. diseases then yeah Definitely. You'd be surprised at some of the weirdos that listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> well, you're clearly passionate right. about this, and quite rightly. But where did the, the sort of journey begin with it? How did you get into it? And then the Surf Mole Pro, where did that start? So, how did I get into audiology? Or? Was that just, you, was that always your thing? Went yeah. to me and that was what you wanted so, to get into? Um, I got into audiology about 23 years ago. Um, and I guess the Surf Mole Pro thing, it kind of like, for, for Claire and I, surface ear was just always there. You know, right. we were like, it's what happens to people's ears in Cornwall. Yeah, and, right. You know, even to the point where we'd have like junior doctors like coming and saying, you know, I've got this ear. It looks a bit odd. I don't know what it is. Like there's grace in there. Um, and asking us what it was. And it's, oh, yeah, it's surface ear. So I guess Claire and I were a bit complacent about it until Tom came down and then sort of opened our eyes, really, that this isn't normal. You know, this yeah. this is preventable let's do something yeah and uh gav how long have you been an audiologist (laughs) (laughs) that's not fair you know i'm not an audiologist (laughs) what is it you do gav (laughs) well at the moment okay and uh, and how does that tie into you know what what you do with surf mole pro what's your sort of role um well at the moment when my day's off my role is um uh assisting julie with that so uh she does the specialist side yeah. and uh i'm the admin man and personal assistant so you, you're think, the hearing and you're the noise is that <laughs> kind of how I have it goes to say as well like just to add in claire's not here today yeah. um but um claire's husband chris is just surfs that's his life surfing and um when claire first met chris he already had quite advanced surfers okay. here many many years ago sorry claire and chris but um she encouraged him to wear plugs and you know all that time it hasn't um, progressed okay so you know claire is you know she's got first-hand experience she's got three children who four children who are into their surfing so for her it's it's a massive thing yeah okay yeah and um who so you don't all surf not everyone surfs and do you surf 
On and off. Dabble. I dabble. Okay. I dabble. Does that go back a while or? Yeah, on and off, uh, well, all my life. My dad was a big surfer, so I I didn't have much choice. Third in the British Juniors, 1966, he always says. Uh, (laughs) Long time ago. Interestingly, though, you've got surfers here. I have, and I've got about the same amount as my dad, and he surfed from 14 to his 60s. Right. So we've both got about 30%. Um, (laughs) How that happened, I don't know. Well, that's probably a good point, that, you know, whether you dabble or you surf every day, you know? Yeah. Sort out your reels, look after your reels. Yeah, he he surfed in the summer, obviously, um, back in the day, but didn't surf in the winter so much because his wetsuit consisted of a rugby shirt and a pair of jeans <laughs> so got is, a bit cold is there any other way to do it i mean come on <laughs> you know he was quite happy with his very very sh- like shorty and vest or something throughout the whole summer yeah that was as much as he put on when i remember him uh, surfing so uh, and, uh, and how about yourself how long have you surfed oh crap i think i started on the in the devon coast there's a place called Shalibra. i was about okay. nine and uh, it's been a continuous it's what a bit it's been a constant for me but like I said, it's it wasn't just the surfer that causes surfing here with me. But um, my three children all surf. My wife surfs, um, so you know we've all got to be very aware. And I'm very overprotective of their ears. And I just want to. I'm sat here as well. And I'm just listening to all this. I'm just very quickly. It's really it's really frustrating sometimes when you you know there's an answer to something and to stop something. You know that you could do something to stop something, yeah. <laughs> and you can't. You just want everyone to know about it, and. Obviously, Julie knows this and Gavin knows this, but obviously, whatever schools I work in, whenever I'm supplying my specific sessions, the beach school sessions or the community classroom sessions, where we're on the beaches, it's one of the first things I will introduce to the children and the adults and the parent helpers and the volunteers about being outside, let's yeah. enjoy this beautiful nature, this environment, but we've also got to be aware we've got to look after ourselves. Mm. And we always talk about, you know, you ever heard the phrase, there's no such thing as bad, whether it's bad clothing? Well... We yeah. might not have surfers here if the, if we had the right things. Oh, guess what? We have. And it's really frustrating. Yeah. So the message has to be pushed out more. It's got yeah. to be. I'm trying to do my best through the schools that I work in. And, of course, the people that I come in contact in through my kind of business. But, like I said, I do believe that the industry, the industry where who we want people working in the outdoors, they have to know you stand up and go, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, it's PPE, yeah. it's personal yeah, protective exactly. equipment. Yeah, of course it is. You're yeah. going to work for me, I'll supply that, I'll help supply those, and mm. it should be an ongoing thing. And you're yeah. right, Carl, because there's legislation for noise damage. Yeah, of course there is. You know, where you know, yeah. you've yeah. got to wear noise Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think something like that should start with something like surf schools. If you've, you've, you've got instructors, you supply them with plugs. Yeah, you know. but I think everybody's an advocate, aren't they? So parents are an advocate. You know, if, you, if you're surfing and you've got 11, 12, 13-year-old, you know, Wear yeah, plugs, yeah, like, right. set yes, a good example. Enough. Yeah. Can I do a total side note? So you yeah, said you started sorry. in Devon. Yeah. Was that you were born in Devon? Yes. And you now live in Cornwall? I do. Cream first or jam first? <laughs> oh, I don't. I'm, see, my wife's Cornish. <laughs> my, my, whole, my whole other side of my family Gav's is Cornish. looking intently for this answer. I, I am, I'm not. I'm not answering. I'm, not I'm, I'm with you, answer. Carl. I'm a Devon girl. Are you? Yeah. Should we say it? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll See? kick off. It'll kick off. I'll get hate mail. And to, be, it, to be clear, Carl, if I was, if you were my teacher, I wouldn't mess about in your class. <laughs> why not? <laughs> no, you know. I would. You should come and see one of my sessions because the, probably one of the reasons why I have really bad ears. It's not because of the surfing. When I disappear in a rock pool, fully submerged, and come back up with the biggest crab you've ever seen in your life, that's where I've got my bad ears from. When I'm teaching them about all these crazy things and I'm swimming here and swimming there, that's probably what's happened. So we call it crab ear instead or rock pool ear. Is that <laughs> all right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and how bad do you think the problem is with surfers ear? Oh, I think it's quite demographic, to be honest. Yeah. I d- how, how bad down here? What, what percent? If you had to write... I know, there has been a the study, actually. One of the consultants at the hospital did a study, but I'd have to look at it to tell you. I'm sorry. That's all right. Yeah. Do you think it would be a fairly high, surprising yeah, number? I do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, moving, going back to the, the teenagers and the young, and young children, you know, they're, they're competing internationally and going around, you know, going around Europe, they're, you know, going for a, a Europeans in Portugal mm. from the ages, you know, b- before their teens. So we've had some, you know, good young surfers in their early teens, 13, 14, right. come in and they've clearly got the development of surfing really? at that age. Um, 
but it's slightly different to when my dad started surfing. They are in all year. Yeah. And they are in yeah. five, they're finishing school and they are down, like, right, which is the best beach? It's high tide this evening, right? We're going Watergate Bay. And they're there and they're timing it five hours a day. You yeah. know, and that is a lot of water. That's a yeah, lot of cold yeah. air flushing in and out of that ear canal. Um, so it's, and I think the outdoor life is just in, increasing more and more and people need that relief from everyday life or they're looking for careers in that. Mm. So it's just going to increase. People are in there more and more. Just look at the sea. You know, you go out and just see how many people are out there. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, the, the, the odds of people having surf zero is is high. And what I was going to just say on that. What about um, people that say like, especially in the, like Mitch has already said, people think they only need to wear clothes in the winter because it's cold, and then they'll go, "Oh, it's all right because I've got a hood in my wetsuit, so you know that's going to protect me from the wind or whatever." Have you seen people that have just been wearing hoods and still, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, with still advancing surfers here. Yeah, yeah. So my I guess son you- is one of those. He thinks by just wearing a hood, he was okay. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. I presume you're going to get some little wind protection, at least from having a hood, but it's not going to stop the problem, is it? It's not going to stop the progression. It's not going no. to stop Dean, water going in. Dean, no. I hope you're listening. As <laughs> Dean said that, just, so just our very friend. Quickly, picking up on something Gavin said, actually, this might be a bit controversial, but I remember back in the day with the BSA, we used to have the British Surfing Association way yeah. back in the day. I was a coach for one of them, but we, we helped coach the kind of British surf team. And we had this kind of insurance thing. We used to pay some money. So if you want to be part of the BSA, they used to pay some money. And if you got your board dinged or you got injured, you would have an insurance. I actually believe that we need to look into this again. Mm. We've just been saying, Gavin, that we have youngsters out there training so hard now. They're in the water constantly, spring, summer, winter. This is their chosen sport. Well, if we are representing them and they have a representative body, whether it's UK Surf, British Surfing Association, whoever it is, if you're paying into a membership for them, that mem- some of that membership money could now enabled to go towards some sort of PPE for their ears. It has to, we have to start looking at that. Other sports do it. Mm, you know, you yeah. pay into a governing body and they make sure those payments are going towards some specifics for those, yeah. those athletes. Yeah. Why is that not happening? Yeah, well, I think it's a great point. Yeah. And I was going to say something similar as well. And, you know, you mentioned it before about the surf schools having that responsibility. But I don't think, you know, then the surf clubs, clearly, who provide the safety in the water, lifeguards, etc., so they can go out and train safely, clearly have a responsibility. But I think that needs to be pushed at a governing body of which we have individual governing bodies for each home nation yeah. and then sit under a banner. That's where I think the responsibility needs to start and be pushed down because it always has to start from the top. And come down it never works the other way around because that's where it's getting highlighted at a higher level and like you said from a young age if you're aware of it which i think probably more people are and you know more than me from a younger age like yourself you're so passionate on it which is great to hear that your kids probably tell their mates as well and that stuff yeah, passes I mean, on my, mine were really gory they actually showed their mates my pictures of my operation which was great because it scared a lot of kids went oh, what that can actually happen see that they were saying that and that's weird isn't it do you know what i think actually, it's because they say surf is here no yeah. one takes it serious you say if you surf could is here. if you could if you don't mind if you've got pictures of that yeah, if we yeah. could if we could overlay them <laughs> on this so people can They're not see very nice. <laughs> uh, so yeah, say we'll come with a warning yeah, yeah. so <laughs> say a warning now if you don't like looking we'll show the inside like of the ears as well not yeah. just the outer yeah. bit yeah. it's horrible yeah. I, I, I think as well like just coming back to the but as well it, it almost was like a badge of pride like I've I've got surfers here yeah. and how crazy is that that's absolutely cr- she's right there you know really it's almost like you can actually say you're a real surfer because you've got surfers here how ironic is that yeah. that's the most that is actually happening by the way yeah yeah I've got surfers here because you know I've been surfing for 25 years what you want surfers here that that is true that is absolutely true so that's why I need to stop calling it surfers here maybe you know yeah. don't, it should be a badge of pride I was going to say call it idiots here, but... Oh, well, <laughs> well, 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 hey. That's, that's, that's why I sort of stopped myself. Like, I, yeah, I said it anyway, didn't I? So. Hey, do you know what? There's a, if you, you just lost half your audience. Yeah. Going, Am I an idiot now? No, the well, they won't, they won't be able to hear. If they've got surfers here, they wouldn't have heard that anyway, so it's absolutely he didn't fine. Me, <laughs> There's a few questions we normally ask. If, obviously, you don't surf, so you can't really answer it. No. But for the two of you that do surf or dabble we always ask about worst wipeout in the water or worst experience surfing easy Lanzarote La Santa absolute nightmare I went out with four guys who were really really good I was overconfident 
paddled out back. No, didn't even paddle it back. Jumped off the point. If you ever, if you know Santa in Lanzarote, it's a horrible, horrible, nasty, shallow reef. I jump off the point. There's a guy called Nick Carter. He won't mind me mentioning his name. He was European longboarder, right? He's absolutely brilliant. When a guy like that paddles up next to you and goes, Carl, it's getting too big. We have to go in. And you go, how do we get in? Over the reef, Carl. And then you watch this amazing, just beautiful longboarder get absolutely nailed in front of you and get ripped over the reef. And you see his board going up and down, up and down. And you're his leash going, ting. And you see his board snap. And you go, now it's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) And you're nowhere near as good as him. It was horrendous. I literally, I remember taking the first three or four tumbles and then you hit the reef. And and you do, it's a horrible thing to say, but you do literally go, that's it. I'm gone. I'm gone. That's it. And you think of everything. Oh, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I do this? What have I done? (laughs) And then you come up for your next breath and here comes the next set. And you you have no control at all. And but it's the most relieving thing. I don't I didn't care that I had black sea urchins everywhere. (laughs) I didn't care that my board was in two pieces. I didn't care that I had a gash in the back of my head. I remember just running up the beach and kissing the beach. Just (laughs) going, I've made it. I've made it. So La Santa Lanzarote, early nineties. Never again, ever, I ever. literally can't believe, given what we're talking about, you didn't say your worst experience was getting surfers here. Oh, yeah, he sorry. Could, he, oh, couldn't, oh, he couldn't <laughs> wait to tell that story, could he? Like, no, I, I hope that comes up in conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and Gav? I can't follow that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Tolkien, big Tolkien day closeouts. <laughs> <laughs> That was our great, yesterday. Great Western getting cramp in both calves and just drifting towards oh. the rocks, you know, <laughs> just thinking any minute my calves will start working and I can move and swim away. Uh-huh. Nah, We're all cramp in the water. It's not cool, is it? It's always at the worst possible time as well. Always. You're just not doing anything. You're just waiting for it to go. And, <laughs> and you know, we'll, we'll go this way around this time so you don't have to worry about following... Um, if you could only surf one spot for the rest of your life, only one spot, where would it be? Both feet on the end of the board. Oh, no one's ever done that. No one's ever done that. I just, just <laughs> dropped the mic now. <laughs> now it's back to you. Follow that. <laughs> uh, no, I, I actually, we, I've been really fortunate. Our family, we've just spent two weeks in Coraleco, Fuerteventura, and we had a beautiful little house that faced uh, Rocky Point. Mm. And for me, I've surfed quite a few places and I don't mind walking over that reef to surf that wave. I believe it's one of the best longboard waves and the waves that you could ever surf. Yeah. So yeah, Rocky Point for me, Coraleco, Fuerteventura. Yes, please. Amazing. Brilliant. And um, where can everybody find you online? Uh, they can find us at www.surfmorepro.co.uk. And Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Instagram, Facebook. Yep, yeah. Just email Phone call. <laughs> and when, um, when's your first surf experience? Have you never actually surfed? Or have you been in? Yeah, You've a long been? time ago. Okay. And just got thrown around everywhere. So And there's no interest in... No? <laughs> I mean, that, surely that story inspires you to want to... <laughs> it, it's funny when people, people do talk to her and they presume she's a surfer and just kind of nods without... I don't. I come in and I say I feel like such a fraud. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just ears. Just just own it and just make up stories. (laughs) Like, use that story. I hate surfing. I just love ears. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's that's been brilliant, guys. This is not that kind of podcast, is it? About ears. It's not ear fetishes, is it? Yeah, that's what we're into. Oh, okay, right. That's what they're here for. (laughs) Ear, 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 ear for. Yeah. We didn't do any <laughs> ear puns. That's what we should have done. A yeah. whole load of ear puns. Yeah. And do you know, actually, before you finish, I just wanted to finish on the the bags that oh, Surf yeah. More Pro yeah, come yeah. on from yeah. my friend yeah. Ellen. Oh, they are amazing. So we were getting our little pouches um, and we just wanted something that was um, like local, sustainable, a bit more ethical. So Ellen from Snugs makes our little pouches from the offcuts from their wetsuits, um, which we think is brilliant. No, I love them. I always know where mine is. I will be purchasing some of those. (laughs) (laughs) You just need a Mitchell Tartan version, Ellen, if you're listening. What's what's your colour, Carl? What would you like? 
You got any pink? Yes, uh, we have salmon. got pink. Got salmon or pink? That's actually yeah. what I would have said as well. Yeah. Love a pink. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much everything, isn't it? Yeah. Anyth- unless there's anything else you want to add? Just the com- just really quickly, the comfort. Oh, you know, I just told you I was away for two weeks at the Feet of Ventura. We came out of a surf on this place called the North Shore, got in the car, went back to the uh, our little house, got ready to go out for a meal, and my son said, Dad, you're definitely taking the surf plugs out of your ears, aren't you? I was still walking around. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you can hear. Do you know, though, I've done that. I've done it, like, demonstrating the plug, and the, the person's left, and I'm like, where have I put that plug? Yeah, in and your I, ears oh, It's in my ear. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Well, that's actually a good point. You know, when you do use plugs is don't take them out when you're in the water, taking your leash off yeah. and then tuck them inside your sleeve of your wetsuit. Get Walk out, get back to the car, do everything else, then take them out. Once your hands have warmed up a bit as well, yeah. I've managed to pick them trying to with my claw fingers trying to get them out and um so yeah just there's no rush to take them out but people do they say oh yeah i took them out as soon as i was getting out of the water and i lost them yeah do you know it's funny you say that because i've done very similar i walked from the van in my wetsuit it was still summer so wetsuit was half down just looking like a legend and you know you kind of get the folds in your wetsuit down there i don't know why i've never done that before but i put the plugs inside the fold of the wetsuit and i even said to myself you going to lose them and I went down ran in I literally as I got in the water I was like oh plugs I went back I found one on the beach buzzing and I couldn't find the other one and it was only halfway through the session I could feel it like just digging into my <laughs> hip and I was like oh at least it's there I was buzzing so only have them in your ears or in the bag <laughs> but you can yeah. put them on a, a string as well can't you we yeah. didn't say yeah, that yeah you can yeah. because for some people it's odd not having a string yeah. to keep them together but you yeah. don't need so it so you can you can have a string you can um, take it off it's detachable mm-hmm. so if you, if you if you just want it when it's big or yeah, yeah. Um, just saying we did have one guy actually they float and we had a guy had a red pair he took one out in the surf to show his mate dropped it thought oh that's it it's gone and he found it it washed up I don't think there's any neon colour unless it's got lights in it where I live and the colour of the water (laughs) (laughs) you ain't finding that (laughs) it would have to make a noise we're we're going for like a little tracker GPS right okay just to help out just to help out Mitch (laughs) But yeah, I think that's it. Great. Brilliant. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for that. Uh, I think, as we said at the start, um, we don't want to share our opinions. Um, Before you guys got to listen to to what the team at Surf Mall Pro had to say, and I I hope you found it as informative as I wanted it to come across. Yeah, it was... The information there, you know, you've got you've got the angles of someone who's had surfers ear and had the operation, so they know how mm. painful it is. An audiologist that is just by the small conversation of like that I had with her beforehand knows an incredible amount of yeah. I don't know what the correct word is of audiology. Is that all? You know? Audio stuff. Yeah, audio <laughs> she stuff. Knows, she knows she, loads of sounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she wants. She collects ears, and um, yeah, but it's just absolutely they are amazing. The like you said in that, you know, a generic plug will do something for you. It will stop that cold getting in, and it and will no, help. But the fit on this because it's molded specifically to your ear. It doesn't even feel like you've got anything in your ear, when, and you can hear so clearly. Like, not with a hood on. If you've got a hood over the top, but a hood's going to do that to anything. But says it's going to be a bit of a muffle, yeah. Yeah, but with when you've not got a hood on and you've just got them in, it's I, you know, like Mitch was saying before. Oh, it's it's clear, and I was like, yeah, right. Well, my surf ears that I use, they're clear as well. But there's a big difference in this. There's a big difference as in this. I'd say that thing of surf ears and um, I've used the North Core ones and I've used, I can't remember what the other ones, some generic ones I used. You always get, even though you can hear, it's still a little bit like, you know, a little bit like muffly. The difference is if you've just got a push to fit, which, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discrediting and neither are surf Mopro actually any of the other brands. Cause like yourself, Pete, I've used probably the vast majority after, You know, getting that that sort of one ear infection and realizing how how severe it was, um, and you know they did work. Of course they worked because they're stopping that water ingress. But then it's the 
the comfort feel, it's being able to hear, which it's one of them, you know, once you've, if you've used any sort of surf plugs, right? Yeah. You're aware of not hearing, but then like you did when you first got your, your, your ears into surf mole pros, suddenly you can hear and it's a bit like, whoa, what's happening here? It's almost like that. I can't use anything else now because I've experienced that. Yeah. Um, they, they, they're fantastic. And I don't really know where to start with everything we spoke about because there's actually there's there's so much to it. I don't know. Maybe let's let's start with the obvious part with cost. Yeah. Um, because it's one of them, right? If if so, if I was to to explain to somebody these plugs that I use and why I use them, blah blah blah, and then they say how much did it cost, and I say in around 120 quid for the pro versions. Yeah. They might immediately, and this is, goes back to the same principle with the FCS thing, yeah. with fins. Well, that's really expensive. Well, yeah. is it though? If you really break it down, for what you're getting, yes, that's probably around twice the price. I think we agreed. Yeah. Whatever the latest price are for other plugs. Yeah. But they're still generic. You're getting something molded specifically for your ear hole. Yeah. That isn't going to come out. It's not going to fall out. That works perfectly. That's going to give you that, you know, that level of guarantee of protection. Yeah. And. Should you be unfortunate enough to lose one in whichever fashion, either or swallow it or leave it in your wetsuit or yeah. whatever, you're not paying that price to have it replaced because the what you've paid for essentially was the mold process in the first place yeah. and that's now on a file somewhere. Well, it's lucky you're not in a band, are you? Because they do exactly the same thing and it costs you about 1,600 quid. <laughs> just so you can, yeah, there'd just be a little wire going into it so you can hear what's going on on it. So, you know, you could, it could be worse, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's one of those things where, you know, I thought generic, generic ones that they're, they're great. They do work. They do the job, but it's just the hearing aspect, which is so much better in this. And well, the I, hearing you know, and the fit though, that's the thing. You, you're the not, fit, it's not, yeah. It doesn't feel like squeezing your ear. Yeah. It's to that point. It doesn't feel like you've got anything like it you can tell it's in there because when you try and take it out afterwards it's quite difficult to take it out you've sort of got to push the back of your ear and push it forwards Um, well it's like uh, it's like carol said carol so scottish people say carl carl Carl. it's got an carl (laughs) it's like carol said he he went out for dinner with a family and it was, his son pointed out he still had it in yeah <laughs> you know, and it's like it's, i guess just a, a, a testament as to its comfort but at the same time having spent the uh, afternoon with carol i imagine he could come out the water with a shark fully mauled onto his leg and not notice yes <laughs> absolute bear of a man yeah yeah definitely it was uh you wouldn't mess with him, would you? He was a he was a machine. No, and <laughs> you know, I I I was actually gutted I didn't get that cuddle. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. He's somebody you want to cuddle from. You know, it'll be a really warm and friendly <laughs> and just a safe cuddle. You know, where are we going? Where are <laughs> I don't, we going? I don't know where we're going. <laughs> just drifting um, but I'll off. Tell you, I'll tell you where we'll go from that was how bad his surfer's ears ear was. Yeah, you know that experience and just to go through that journey and actually to hear it from someone in person, there's nothing pleasant about any of that yeah. at all. Yeah. And I, I, while we're on the ears, what did she say about my ears? I can't remember again. Did, did, was it that they're, were they perfect? On, I think on every episode since. I'm sure she said I had perfect ears. I'm sure. <laughs> I think you, you, your ears are that bad. You're hearing so much random hey. stuff. <laughs> look, look, look at my face. My, I've got to have one good part on my on my body on my head that's good. True. And an internal <laughs> yeah. part. No one yeah, it's an internal part. Yeah, the outside of it. Just look at it. That's why I wear a hat. I wear a hat. <laughs> you know, just cover up as much as possible. The other thing that the takeaway, um, and I, I think I got this wrong before, but I was off a few degrees, was the the fact that it would be easy to assume in the summer. That yeah. You don't need to put anything in your ears in the UK, especially, you know, in the south of France, Cornwall, yeah. the same warm water. 19 degrees, that yeah. is the coldest temperature where you can stop wearing plugs. Yeah. Nine, we never get close to that in the water. No. And again, it's the ingress of water and wind, the wet, the drying, and the blowing a hoolie yeah. through your ears. That's where, you know, surf 
EOS Surfield start. And so reckon, easy to. Do reckon if on. you uh, pee in your wetsuit, that warm water that comes up, or you know. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know you asking the wrong person, as we've established a lot. <laughs> well, that's a salty Zaffa. He's a tramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah the salty tramp. Yeah, that's what we should rename him now. The salty tramp. Well, I tell you what, he's he's right now. I've spoke to him today. He's on his lifeguard course in Yuki. Yeah, with uh, Era Adventures, and uh, he had a, a a massive surf. I think it was double overhead yesterday. Well, see, he's on about thirty nine or forty now, isn't he, or something like that this year. Uh, he was on 37 last time I looked. Yeah, I think he's had he's two me. more since. So, yeah, he might have. So he's he's done the, uh, I guess, it's probably not new, but Logan Nickel really sort of uh, took some traction with it and got some global press. So Logan, friend of the show, obviously had him on as a guest, and he has done this thing for years where he counts every single surf. He yeah. has every single session. Can't quite remember the criteria for if you have multiple surfs in a day you know i think yeah. if you get out for an hour and get back in that's two surfs yeah um getting out to go, go for a pee like me <laughs> <Doesn't> <laughs> you know, back in that yeah. doesn't sadly that doesn't count but yeah. I, I think i spoke to logan the other day and he's i think he's already in the hundreds yeah um and it's only what we're in april um salty saf is in the 30s but i feel like what's happened is that every time logan ticks off another surf and his yearly quiver of potential surfs what that does is deletes one potential surf that yeah. i would have so yeah. i feel like i'm on this balance point <laughs> with Logan and i'm, I'm yeah. losing i'm on uh, like nine <laughs> yeah i don't I don't, even, I don't even know how many i've had this year not not as many as i should though definitely well i tell you what was good was um you know obviously you came up here when we recorded the scotland stuff oh yeah scotland was so, great for surfing <laughs> well there was no surf here when you were here except when we went up north but man this week no oh, no doorstep yeah some of the best waves i've ever seen on the east coast and i mean I tell you what perfect. st andrews st andrews looked perfect as well that day that um oh, swanee posted was... some pictures of it and you missed that one didn't you i think no i didn't know oh no Nothing. that was a that was a couple of days before no, no, you missed that one though didn't you I missed that one, yes. Good. Good. <laughs> well, last Thursday, last Thursday yeah. at date of recording, yes. which was actually only a couple of days ago because this is out this weekend, Sunday. Yeah, we right should now. explain the uh, the intro and outro is recorded a, a very long time after the actual episode was recorded. Mm, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Thursday, we, there was a swell inbound and actually arrived really early, which took everyone by surprise. Yeah. And we ended up with this perfect... It was big, it was punchy, it was clean. Like, and it was just such a defined wave. Yeah. Like, it was just the kind of wave that you don't have to be a good surfer to look like a good surfer, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, the long as you can take off, make a drop. Like, I had back to back the backhand of my life followed by the forehand wave of my life. And it was just bang, bang, bang down yeah. the line. It just felt amazing. And for me, actually, on the backhand wave, Actually, I mean, I get pretty excited when I surf anyway. Like you've seen some yeah. of the clips and whatever. I get really stoked for other people as well as myself. But I think with everything that's gone on over the last, I don't know, year, yeah. it was like it was like the surf I've been waiting for. But it actually was really emotional. Like I let out some some noises. Like people must have <laughs> at the end of that backhand, people must yeah. have been thinking, did he just get shacked and do an air or something? And that's <laughs> not literally nothing happened except yeah. I went left. But yeah. oh man, it felt amazing. I needed yeah. it. Freaked yourself out that you were going left, not right. I'm going uh, left. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the thing is, I I enjoy going left because going back to you know the the dodgy part. You just do you goofy or regular. No, I'm regular. But I, I, Do you know, I uh, should I tell you an interesting fact? Why it was, I found out the other day that I never knew why oh. it's called Goofy. Yeah, it's because of Disney. Because of Goofy the character. Did you, you saw it as well then the other day? No, I didn't see it. I just knew that. It's just, I thought you that was common knowledge. I did not know that it was called Goofy. Because like, all throughout skateboarding, like, like Goofy or regular, was just which way you stood. Yeah, I never it like knew it was from Disney. Because it was Goofy. It was they put in the 50s. Yeah, and they had him surfing surfer, the wrong way around. Yeah. Well, the wrong yeah, the way around, which, yeah, because <laughs> we all surf the right way around, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I believe if you're left-handed, that 
think there's a correlation between coordination and the brain because it's on the left side. Yeah. So left-handed people tend to be better coordinated. Yeah, I see. I'm just weird because I do like um, right-footed football. Apparently, I tried to write with my left hand at school, but they wouldn't let oh, me. Is that right? And then left-handed, I played golf left-handed or cricket left-handed. Right. But then other stuff like when I used to play rounders at school and that, I always played that right-handed. So I was just all over the place. I, I don't know what I am. <laughs> see, I'm, I mean, cricket, you, you literally just stopped my heart. I can't believe you mentioned cricket. Well, but was, anyway, I'm not, when I'm at school, I don't play cricket now. It's the well, It's not even a sport, it's a game. Anyway, we, we digress. I, I think I'm reverse ambidextrous. Yeah. Like I, what, you, use, you just use nothing? No, I, I, what I mean by that is that I can, I can do fuck all with both hands. Yeah, that's what I mean. You, use, you can do nothing with nothing. I can do anything. doesn't matter yeah. which one I use. So, yeah, yeah. No, I, I enjoy going left because what I realized when my dodgy pop-up is that going left means I can grab real pop-up. Yeah. It helps me pop up. I'm not trying to pull into anything. Yeah. There's nothing to pull into. It's just well, choppy white water. I told you, get one of them Zimmer frames fitted to your board and you'll be getting up well quick. <laughs> yeah, totally. probably yeah. be. I can't speak. <laughs> nah. Um, we should probably give out the discount codes as well while we're here, shouldn't we? Because uh, the Surface one has changed. The code for Surface now is UK Surf Show 23, and that will get you 10% off anything you order from Surface wetsuits and accessories. Also, Alan Bissaker, you'll be pleased to know, we put out a shout to find out where he was, adrenaline athlete. And yeah. He's been very busy, but he's back online, and he is still promoting 50% off the annual edition of both the home and the gym version of the Adrenaline Athlete Training Program, which is a strength conditioning program aimed specifically at surfers. It's a fantastic program. I've been using it for over a year now. And if you want to use that, the gym edition, use the discount code SURFGYM50. And for the home edition, that is SURFHOME50. And that will get you 50% off the annual editions. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much it for today's show. Um surf mole pro brilliant go and check them out go and order some i know paz has already ordered some and got some and i think he loves them as well yeah um yeah well worth it look after your ears (laughs) that should be the new outro look after your ears and each other other. (laughs) or look after yourselves and your ears (laughs) and your ears look after your left one look after your right one and everything in between (laughs) yeah that'll do see you later bye